0: thing it's it's just some beard asmr except it's not the I wonder it's not, if it's the beard or the, the hoodie it's the beard for sure oh great the As beard is it, like non-existent that's what well, that's it's the stubble it's the stubble
1: we could redo it i could go upstairs and plug in all this shit
0: do oh no that. It, no it sounds good besides the stubble the audio is it's, good well it's not it's not doing it right now like take the wire and let me let's do a test take the wire and rub it against your stubble oh god all right yeah <laughs> yeah you can totally you can totally i bet it sounds like stubble. this hold on hold on is this it oh yeah that's uh, hear that make me crit- yeah it'd make yes. Me
1: crit- yes 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 <laughs> I've, I've had issues like that before Mm hmm.
0: I, ha- I have this one guest who um, you won't be able to see it at home, people, but I'm going to be moving. He-, he makes really great points. But when he starts talking, he moves right past the mic and he'll lean into the camera and then he'll move back when he's not talking about anything important. And then he will move right in front. And it just bugs the hell out of me because I'm like, all right, man. And he's a podcaster, too. And I'm like, bro, you got to like just just talk, talk right in front of the microphone, please.
1: The issue is that he doesn't. It's like I can't hear what you're hearing. If he heard what you hear, he wouldn't do it. And if I heard what that the beard mix, see, I'm just gonna go like this now. I'm, I'm gonna go like this. I mean, it will <laughs> never happen again. I'm getting out of that room, I'm going into this room. Um, no, I think I think like that's something that I've noticed too, and like it's because they don't have headphones. You know, if they had headphones that heard what you hear, it would never happen.
0: Yeah. Like, I can't hear what I'm doing either. Um, So this is Dave from Dopey. If you don't know who he is by this point, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, He's got a little podcast called the Dopey Podcast. Go listen to it. Dopey Podcast. It's this little fledgling. It's cute, really. It's just this little itty bitty show. Well, it's like
1: uh make we've been you know, we've we've been doing this for a long time. You know what I mean? Like how long how long is has church and other drugs been going? Five years, five and a half years?
0: was It was either sixteen or seventeen. When did right. you start? You started in fifteen or sixteen? In my memory, it's fifteen,
1: but it's like The Podbean says 2016. So, like, I know, though, that we started right after I got clean. I just for some reason, I think Podbean didn't have stat collecting technology in place until May of 2016. So it says that's when we started. But I don't think that's when we started.
0: I feel like y'all were on. It was it was either like episode like in the 40s, 50s or 60s when we started maybe more
1: no 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 no. you're totally right because i was actually looking at old episodes and i saw the episode we did together the first one and it was in the
0: it was in the i want to say it's in the 50s this is what this this is what i've been struggling with too because i i sit i I sit in my home and garner resentments of lives that i want and this is what so i follow i follow a bunch of um Graphic designers, illustrators, and artists. So like I'm like I've I've kind of figured out that I'm this weird. So let me see how to put it. So I have talent in music, art, and entertainment, right? And then I have a career in counseling. And I haven't show i guess it really is i haven't chosen to i guess because i maybe it's like i wasn't willing to sacrifice but it's like i see people that were able to put everything they have their entire life into a singular goal of my youtube channel my podcast my painting career my music career my acting career whatever and then like that's the only avenue of success whereas I my life is set up so that I only really have time to kind of dabble and there was like a period when I was I was trying to I I, there was probably a zeitgeist or not a a zenith of church and other drugs as far as popularity where I had good forward momentum and if I would have kept pushing and really put Cause I have so many good ideas. If I had the time to really like assemble a good show, like I could have made it more of a thing and, and kind of the same thing I feel like with, with my art and stuff, but it's like, I just, it, I guess it, and so it's, it's it's hard, it's hard to be like, to wonder what could have been, or like, it's, I, I was reading something the other day about how like the grind culture has kind of Fucked up hobbies for a lot of people, where it's like you can't paint as a hobby without trying to sell it or like turn it into this hashtag hustle grind thing. Or you mm. can't, you can't, um, you can't make a podcast without like you know how to turn your podcast into a multi million dollar operation and bring you passive income. And everything is like this gig economy scheming hustle thing way to like make money it's just like capitalism gone wrong and it for a lot of people it kind of has ruined hobbying for the sake of hobbying and I I I feel that sometimes because I guess I once again which you know one of my biggest problems is just how relentlessly hard I am on myself and I'm always like you're not doing enough you're not doing enough of this and oh it's not good enough and things could be better and so i don't know what point i was making oh basically so you are well so watching you and your podcast growth it's like oh okay maybe that's what could have happened if i put the sacrifice and work into doing it and so it's just it's just it's 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 interesting to watch. Um, and I, I'm sure you kind of went through some of that. Similarly, when you were like back trying to be a producer and stuff and like, it, it's just that feeling of like trying to get, I guess it's, I guess it's also. It, it's like knowing God, and this is going to sound so egotistical, but it, I swear it's not, but it, it it's like knowing that. If I had just had connections and luck and was given breaks, like I could be successful in these things. Like I've always said my my biggest strength in comedy is improv. Like I do really well in improv groups and I am like extremely I mean, I'll say it now. I'm confident that like you put me in a sketch comedy show and like I'll do good in it. Like I'll do very well in it. And it's always like <laughs> I've just been bitter that like I never got those opportunities or was able to do that. Does any well, of that?
1: A lot. I mean, you said you just said a mouthful, Jed. And first of all, I have to tell you, my career is fucking <sighs> catering. Like my career is food service, and like, and I. So I, I'm with you on this thing. Like, dopey is my, my, my passion. And it's I'm, every day is like me trying to give up catering for dopey. Like that's my existence. First of all, second of all, you, and and I want to say this before we get to the next part. You're talking as if you can't do it, and and if you were someone else listening to you, you would say, "Why are you talking like that?" You know what I mean? It's like you're you're like you're de- you're defeated before you get into the fucking battle. Number yes. two. And number three, it's like, I personally believe the only thing that counts. I mean, the, the only success. I mean, like there's been luck with Dopey and there's also been crazy tragedy, as you know,
2: with oh, yeah. Dopey.
1: So like, um, but I know the only reason that, do- and Dopey, like like Dopey is, I'm so proud of what it is. Like, I'm so proud of, of where it's at. Like, I really am. Um, but it's only there because I do it every week. And, and I never fucking miss like I never and I've made bad episodes, but I never I mean, even when Christmas died, I put up a show that fucking week never right. missed a fucking week. And I know, listen, I believe that whatever and I know this is not what your aim was with this show, but I believe anything that you want to do, if it's music, if it's art, if it's if it's entertainment, if it's comedy, if it's podcasting. If it, or if it's counseling, you know, or if it's an amalgam, it's like, yes, I like the, I never heard of grind culture, but I subscribe oh, yeah. to it. And I, and I like, I'm a hobbyist musician and I don't give myself shit for not being better. I don't give myself shit for not working harder. I pick up the guitar to have fun. I pick, I, I, I sometimes I wish I had been in a band, but like that shit is gone. You know what I mean? With, you know what I'm saying? It's like you uh, I need think, to decide what you want to do, and then yes, decide I, what I, level it is and what kind of joy you can get out of it.
0: Yes, I think I realize. So uh, I'm already like regretting what I said, but I'm I'm realizing like, no 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 I'm not I'm not what what I'm getting at, and what I've been wrestling with lately is yeah, like what to do what to do with your life, right? I posed this question on. Uh, I actually asked it in one of my groups and I, I did like a Facebook survey where I was like, uh, are you satisfied and content and joyful with what you do for a living? And if yes, what do you do? And if no, what would you do if money wasn't, um, wasn't an obstacle? Right. And I got some interesting answers and it's, and I'm also, I've been so I've been in panic mode this week which thank you for doing the interview because i have not had time to like search down guests because i haven't yet been this busy with this is the first time i'm going to school full-time and and nice. also working full-time and yes yeah. and i'm having to do fucking biology and math and it is huh. just ridiculously hard yeah and, and so i'm kind of looking down the road at my degree path and then my career path and you know you it's like I hate the system where we're kind of stuck into this I mean I know we're not stuck but just go with me here like we're this system where you kind of have to decide on a certain cluster of careers then go out and and jump through these hoops basically pay for the right to ask for a certain amount of money right get certifications and of course you learn but let's be honest a lot of what I'm doing in college right now is straight up handing them money for them to let allow me to go take the classes that I actually need um, right. where, where I'm actually gonna learn but it's like fucking I I don't eat I don't even Like, I know I've never known what I want to do, really. I've had ideas um, and I have realized recently that I have that and I'm going to be doing a fourth step again soon. So the fear inventory will be good. But I have this huge I've always had a fear of not being okay financially of not being taken care of financially. And I'm already worrying about what am I going to do when I'm 70? How, who, how me am too. I, you know, I don't have kids yet. You know, what am I going to do? How, and that's in, that's crazy. Right. But it, I feel like that anxiety possesses me well that's there go my uniqueness I was going to say more than other people but apparently not that shit so it's like I I I have my dreams and this was like a source of contention between me and my ex-wife where I have my dream careers of what I wanted to do and then I have like a real dose of realism that I got from my parents of like okay that's all well and good but you need insurance. How are you going to pay the bills? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? And so, you know, my ex, basically like I was kind of flipping the bill while she was able to kind of live the life that I wish I could, like just kind of doing art here or there and, and, you know, trying to pursue that kind of career. And it was like, you know, at some point bills don't just get magically paid. So, You have there has it's I guess some people are fortunate in that they land the career that they love or they get to do what they love and make a good living off of it. And it, it, it seems like more so people just have to fucking like the idea that we just have to work 40 hours a week until we're 65 years old and then they'll hand us a couple hundred bucks every month. And then you die. Like that's, that's really the best we could figure out.
1: No, come on, come on, give yourself, come on, take a deep breath, (laughs) take take a deep breath. This is not
0: all what I wanted to talk about too. That's hilarious.
1: I think people like you and I, like, we fucking went through the mill, you know what I mean? Like we went through the mill and then we, we, we get out of the mill. And it's like the idea of doing something like chill and like, maybe my art will take off or maybe my band is going to make me a lot of money. Like that becomes scary. Once you've already fucking put yourself through the mill, you know what I mean? It's different. Once you fucked up and you're like, now I need to do the right thing because I've done all that shit and it didn't work out. You know, I had that, you know, and, and I mean, I came out of my addiction with a baby and I was like, "Holy shit!" You know what I mean? I came out of my addiction with a baby and a waitering job. And <laughs> I was like, ah. "Holy shit!" You know? And um, and I was like, "Time, time to make the donuts." You know what I mean? And I fucking busted my ass waiting tables. I made more. I mean, like I, I used to produce television shows. I made more money waiting tables than I did anything else in my life. You know what I mean? Like that was. And it, but I also learned that every dollar I made was a was a grind. Like it's its own grind. And like I I earned every dollar I made. And I am on the belief, like I'm really of the belief for you and for me and for whoever listens that everyone can do whatever they want. You just have to fucking believe in yourself, believe in the process, don't give up and keep going no matter what. And I think it's the same with with our recovery and it's the same with our work. And like, fucking, I mean, I'm literally like I'm getting to the point, like, dopey made nothing for years and years and years you know for years and years and years dopey didn't make a cent and if it made a cent it was very few cents and and now it's making a little bit of money and still Katz's is in the 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 pole position in my life and and i'm and i know that we hear about dreamers and dreamers are like I eventually, I said, I'm just going to do what I love and I'm going to take the plunge and I'm not going to have this safety. And I'm having these conversations with my life, with my wife and with my mother-in-law. And they're like, they don't want me to quit the safe thing. And I'm like, but if I don't, if I, if I stay there, my dream is going to die and I'm never going to really do this the way it's supposed to do and and all this stuff. But the, but the fact of the matter is like, I'm I'm, like tomorrow, I have a catering meeting that I'm super nervous about, and I'm going to have to sit down in the restaurant with these people who are over my head, and they don't give a shit about dopey, and they don't give a shit about me, and they they just they just want to see. What don't kind you of know? Uh,
0: I talked to Mark Marin. Like they don't
1: they don't give a fuck about shit, and and I don't blame them. But my point is for you, and you know, and strictly from a loving place, you fucking beat yourself up too much, Chad. And then you fucking and you believe you believe the beating you take as opposed to the brilliant, hopeful young person that you are.
0: I know. And I I have. So I switched to the N.A. program and I have a really awesome new sponsor who who so far has been really good at navigating my neuroses. And this I I am I, I, I have been fully back in the fear the worry the discontentment all of that you know the past year and all that like shit has uh, i've been basically back to like early sobriety level mental mental health um which is fine too that's exactly and 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 what's what's incredible like when i so when i stop and take a breath and look around it's like even though my mind is telling me everything's collapsing like i dude like i'm doing very well like if yes. things are good like yes it's just insane i i realized too for the longest time that was the and i guess still is to a degree that was always the appeal cuz you were right it was like my my buddy brad always talked about how we we didn't we fought against the game of of American society for so long as addicts, and then by the time we realized that we have to play the game, we we're so far behind. Yeah, we and lost so the game already. We, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and it's like there's you know there there's such a freedom in a certain sense in being out there actively using where like all you, all you have to do for the day is figure out how to get high. That's it. And you know, dodge the cops. And it's just like, it's, it's this own little microcosm of life where you just gotta like, wake up, figure out how to get high, find somewhere to chill and pass out and then have
1: something for tomorrow,
0: have something for tomorrow. Um, you weren't worrying about 401 ks you weren't worrying about taxes or any of that. It was just like, but then of course, like that shit gets super old, very, very, very quickly, especially the older you get. Well, Um, it's,
1: it's like, you know, it's that old thing of like, if, if, if drugs, if drugs made you happy, we'd, we'd still be taking them. You know what I mean? If drugs didn't leave you in a fucking ditch, we'd still be on them. And and like my sponsor, like, I don't know if I told you this thing. Cause like I fear is my number one character defect. It's like my number one. And, and I, and I often like I, I had, I did an interview this week with this crazy guy, uh, that guy, Ryan Leone, you know, I, Ryan just, Leone? I,
0: I just listened to it today. Cause he both fascinates and aggravates me. Yeah. He's, <laughs> a,
1: he's, he's a trip. And like, And like, if people don't like the show, I bug out and I get very, I'm like, oh, they don't like the show. You know what I mean? And I'm fucking 341 episodes in. And if someone (laughs) doesn't like the show, I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? And I have this fear, but the thing my sponsor always said, and I'm sure you've heard this before a million times, and I'm sure I've, I might've said it to you that you can't be in fear and in love at the same time. And like, what's the point? Or maybe they say fear and faith. My sponsor says fear and love. And like, I don't want to be in fear. I want to, I, w- I want to get with love. You know, I love making the show. I love, I I I hate being fearful. And sometimes it's just as easy as making a decision. You know what I mean? Like of giving up the fear. It's like it's like it's like in the step, you know what I mean? When you make a decision, we can make a decision to give up neuroses, to give up anxiety if we're in the moment, you know, but we get so fucking taken away with it. That, and then it's, it's something about it is also getting us high. The chaos, the 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 like the the excitement that it's bigger that, than us.
0: That's what my my sponsor presented that exact thing to me. Was like talking about how basically he suggested, yeah, is it? Are you subconsciously like missing the? Ex, it's like, but I I don't I, I on the surface I want to say I don't fucking miss that. I don't miss the. I, I I don't, but maybe I do. Maybe I do. And I just don't know it. I mean, I, I there's have- an
1: excitement. I think there's an excitement to not knowing there's an excitement to not feeling. I don't know. It's also like it's also like a rut in the brain. Like we're so used to giving ourselves shit that when we give ourselves shit, we feel comfortable or we're so used to being fearful that when you're fearful, you're like, oh, I know this feeling. This feels like home. You know what I mean? And like, so it's like retraining our brains to find a better home than fearfulness.
0: Yeah. It's that that's, that's if, if I had to sum up the theme of, of this last year or two, it's, it's unlearning and and retraining like so much of my certain so many of my certainties, so many of my core beliefs, so many of my, my rocks have been shattered and some of those, I, I am certain, will turn out to be very good things. Some of them, I probably just need to relearn some basics. It's just the world, it's fucking crazy right now. It is crazy right now in, in more ways than one. And it, it seems like, doesn't it always seem like, for me, it seems like my circle of influence, the people that I associate with, it seems like everyone collectively goes through shit and goes through periods of calm and prosperity like at the same time right now it seems like every single person i know is going through divorces relationship problems deaths fucking relapses although actually they were i would say currently Everyone is on the mend and they're all kind of bouncing back from those situations. That's good. Yeah. My, uh, my, my, my good, he's basically my little brother. We've had him on here before, um, Brent, but he, he was my friend the past six months, man. We've been getting him to detox. Uh, I went and I was talking to him on the phone um, and he stopped talking. So I knew he nodded out. And, and basically I drove hmm. around town until I found him in a Walgreens parking lot. And I went to the car and he was just on the steering wheel. And when I, was that? I, that was in, that was, man, it was about six months ago. Um, and that was, it was right after my friend Ian had died. Um, and me and Ian actually had taken, uh, Brent to detox, um, before I went to the bridge that was last December. That's when this was, um, and like last December. And, uh, I, I came up to him in the car and I just had like, when I saw him, I was like, Oh God, he's dead. And I got, I, the, the, my stomach dropped, everything sunk. And I was like, Oh my God, he's dead. And then of course he came too. Um thank god. Yeah, that's why uh when you asked for topics, I was um oh well, to finish that story, he's back in town uh and he's doing good. So that's a very good thing, and he's he's kind of back to normal. Um but from talking to him, he he went out to California. And so apparently in California now, if you're if you are indigent or homeless, you get I mean, he was getting like six hundred dollars a month between food stamp equivalents and straight up cash from the government. So, he, you know, he was basically just he found a place where oh yeah bro like he he left his treatment center and then was just like chilling just buying drugs in the open air markets and just waiting until he got his like government money um but that's why i'm I, sure he wasn't really chilling
1: though. i'm sure he no, didn't i'm sure it was not an
0: easy time for him. it's it sounded awful and that's why i wanted to talk about uh new drugs because i know uh ryan leone was talking about it like the fentanyl derivatives but I was doing a, a deep dive on Reddit the other night on like the new opioid research chemical shit that's out there, and it all just sounds awful. Tell me about it. So there's oh, there's these this like this new class called like Benznadines or something like that. Um and then there's like W uh W 1440. And then there are the fentanyl derivatives and like from, I'm just reading everyone's experience reports of basically it seems like they are all kind of crack like in that the it's an incredible hit. And then the crash happens in within like 30 minutes. So you're redosing like crazy. They're all super caustic chemicals. So they're just destroying people's nasal cavities and veins and something about how strong they are. It's like the analgesic effects and sedation is way higher and the euphoria is way lower. So people are just some of these new ones. They're saying that like their endorphin and opioid receptors are just like perma from use. So like when they go to detox, nothing touches it. And I, I had a buddy in Colorado that had relapsed too, and he was snorting something that what are they
1: making these things
0: for? Uh, I mean, so a lot of it, well, Fenton, it's it's like they're trying to, from my understanding, they're trying to skirt around the analog act. Right. Well, well, they're right. just yeah, they're just trying to create. So it's like you know the government. It's just a game of whack-a-mole, where like, okay, that's illegal, and then so the chemist- So It's like
1: research chemicals that are that are fentanyl derivatives.
0: Yeah, and then some yeah. that are there's the 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 nadines or whatever aren't even fentanyl derivatives. They're something crazy new synthetic.
1: I never even did the 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 disassociative research chemicals from back in the day like those the never 2 Cs my path did you have, yeah did you oh, ever do yeah. those hell yeah
0: that was like yeah. the darkest yeah, that point of my, my life paths. dude
1: yeah. I feel I, like that's a good, that's a good like indicator
0: of, of somebody who's in trouble.
1: It's like if, if one of the things they use more than anything else is a research chemical ending in a 2C or a Nadine, you should fucking go go check yourself in immediately.
0: There was, I remember the the our local friend who sold them. It was just like at, at my house and at his house, it was an unspoken rule do not drink any random liquids left over in coke bottles or anything around the house like don't do that and my buddy brad called me one night and he was just like something's wrong man so i think something's wrong man i don't know everyone's looking at me and i was like what's wrong dude he's like i don't know just get over here and i went over there and he was when i got there my buddy's yard was uh he like fucking he bred dogs very irresponsibly so his front yard was just covered in dog shit and my buddy brad is brad. out there barefoot standing in the dog shit looking up at the sky at the moon and i go up to him and i'm like you okay buddy and he's like i'm i'm feeling very wolfy man i don't know what's happening <laughs> long story short he ended up drinking a ton of 2ci that he did not know about so he just thought He was going insane, and I I was just back. I was like, what did you do? And he was like, well, I went to the fridge. I grabbed the Sprite. I drank the Sprite. And I was like, okay, let me go ask, like, what was was in the Sprite? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. It's like the Ryan Leone story. Like, I like Ryan Leone. What I like about Ryan Leone more than anything else is that he fucking... He doesn't quit. He's got like this this ambition, like to be this crazy writer, and he is this crazy writer. He's like in touch with like all those guys, like 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 the guy, like the guy Brett Easton, Alice, and James Frey, and all those dudes. He knows those guys, and, and like he's uh-huh. on that's his path. And I, I I what?
0: I'd love to talk to James Frey. I'm surprised you haven't.
1: He he doesn't want to come on dopey.
0: I mean, no, like I've-, I've
1: talked to him i don't know he didn't he didn't want to come on dopey
0: Uh, oprah Um, oprah really fucked him up huh i mean in some ways
1: right um i always felt so bad about about it why
0: because i felt like she gave him like dude he didn't like lie about everything like it was like i I don't even know the
1: story it's like but, like it's like, so what? It's like he's allowed to write a, he wrote it as a novel anyway, he didn't even write it as a memoir
0: that, no memoir. He, he wrote it as a memoir,
1: but it's like it re it's like if you read a memoir and you oh, read
0: a million little pieces uh, yeah, okay it's That's like
1: so mu- it's so much more stylistically written, you know what I mean it's written way more stylishly than like a, a standard memoir the Did way I, he uh... wrote it no,
0: go ahead, finish that.
1: No, it's just like, I, I don't, and like, and like, why should it matter if you're a writer and, and you write your book, what the fuck does it matter? Like what's real and what's not real? You're writing a book. It's like, even if, if, I mean, it's like, even if most of it is true, like, I just can't believe he got indicted for that when he, he was obviously an addict and he obviously went through a bunch of stuff.
0: That was like, my thing.
1: Right. I totally, no, agree. I-, I don't even understand the, the the difference like what did they say they say he embellished his story but like shouldn't he be allowed to do that yeah like what's the difference
0: uh, oprah just got pissed no i was gonna say that that was the other right. thing i started doing was um writing a memoir i've been posting the pages on my patreon and everyone actually like really seems to like it that's cool i mean like so i'll, I, 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 I'll, I, I, I'll send it to you if you're interested
1: Yeah, send it to me. I would love to read it. Um, I think I I wonder if I get Oprah probably felt burned. And like if she had said
0: he's an artist
1: and this is it was because
0: he wouldn't it was because she put it in her book club. And so when Oprah puts your book in her club, it's a guaranteed bestseller, so it's a huge thing. Like it gets the little Oprah book club seal, right? Sure. So she vouches for it and but the and she the way she fucking did it too was like she basically ambushed him having him back on and cuz i remember reading it, it was like one of like some of the arrests weren't exactly true and maybe it it was it was like a few to me it was like are you seriously like you're going to you're going to rake him over the coals over that well
1: it's like i'm i'm trying to write a memoir too my memory my memory is not great and like, I'll definitely have shit that's wrong. And it's like, but how can, I just,
0: I, I think mean, it's, it's
1: depressing the, that she could set him up and knock him down in the same breath.
0: Yeah. Right? Here, my, so the dilemma I'm already having with the memoir. So the, the thing is, what makes a memoir great, like Amy Dresner is proof of this. Wait, Chad, um, hold on for one second. I'm okay. Don't leave
1: me this
0: we have a two hour okay good night cool. sorry oh <laughs> um daddy dave uh yep. oh yeah as you you in the best memoirs tell all the the dirty the depraved like you tell it right and i'm already nervous about a bunch of things a because there will be people that know who i'm talking about even when i change the names and all that and be like my mom's gonna read it and like everyone's gonna read it like some of it is because what i want to do and i think makes the best read is is where i kind of explain my thought processes and the things i did in secret that that nobody really knew about like You want to know, you uh, this was one thing I just remembered. This was, have you ever shot up cocaine? Sure. Okay. So have you ever done it enough to get into like a a serious uh, psychosis to where like things are just getting, okay. No. So my, my thing (laughs) was, I was always living, I was always living with people that didn't know what I was doing. Right. And. So I would like, I would do a shot real quick, or like I'd get everything out to do a shot, and then I'd put it all back up because I thought I heard a noise, and then I'd get it all back out, and I'd peek by the door. And I would make up these elaborate excuses for what I was doing in the bathroom, even though everyone's asleep, right? So it's three in the morning, but I've been in the bathroom for an hour. And one of the times the, the excuses I made up, I had a friend that just died and I was going to say that I was calling his phone over and over just to hear his voicemail, to hear his voice and I was going to fake tears and all that. And so what I did was actually do that. And I sat in the bathroom and laid on the floor in the fetal position and called his phone over and over and over and over and over and listened to his voicemail and hung up doing that in the hopes that someone was going to walk in and see that and be like oh that's what he's doing I'll leave him alone
1: he must not be shooting cocaine right now cuz cuz he's clearly making these phone calls instead is that that's fucking crazy dude that's good i mean like for, I, I appreciate stories like that a lot you know like i i shooting coke was like just like you <gasps> know a, a, it was just a setup for me to do something so i could make myself feel the opposite you know yeah. what I mean? like i only shot coke so i could like eat every bit of benzo there was or, or uh. shoot as much dope as i could have or like I only did it as like a means to an end to, to go the opposite it direction. Was, I, I did not do well with it, but that's oh, fucking funny to me.
0: Yeah. It, it, it That's it. It was so life ruinous to me that I had to quit cocaine years before I quit drugs. And like, I straight turned it down like from that point. So like, I didn't do it the last four years that I used Cause I was just like, dude, that's, that is life ruining for me like that's when i go just absolutely insane right my friend todd who died uh before
1: chris like he loved coke right he didn't shoot it he just loved it and he would he didn't shoot dope either he snorted coke and dope he wound up smoking a lot of crack but he would snort coke and dope and he would uh this is funny because it's not like a shooting coke psychosis, but he would get this sniffing coke psychosis that every time he would sniff coke, he was sure he peed his pants. And then everybody could see every time, every time he sniffed coke, he was sure of it. And then he was like, you know what? I have to stop doing coke, you know? And he didn't stop. He just couldn't handle that. That's where his brain went. Every time he'd be out, he'd sniff some coke. Oh, he'd, he'd get embarrassed that everyone thought he just pissed his pants. So would he, he stop doing coke for for what? He'd put
0: he put like put a pillow in front of in front of his his. That's pants what I was gonna he'd, say. He'd, would he yeah, do bizarre yeah. things to hide his his yeah. pants?
1: Yeah, and he'd be totally freaked out. He'd constantly be checking, you know what I mean? He'd constantly be checking his pants to see if they were wet. It's just like he. It's like coke does weird shit. You know what I mean? It sets up these weird like like disconnects and like you know yeah. synaptic well and apparently errors.
0: uh this was also on like a reddit thread where this 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 person claimed and scott countryman shout out too what it would uh his story of when he shot up pharmaceutical cocaine from the hospital he said it's yeah. night it's night and day like there's no right. paranoia and apparently it's all right. due to like adulterants and shit
1: um it's funny man it's like it's like uh what was I going to say? I remember when we started making the show, Chris used to opioid uh, Reddit, Reddit page and get totally triggered. And he was like, he was like, you know, because we were so interested in getting Dopey to be bigger. He was like, maybe I'm going to get some water and some needles and just shoot up my neck and put it on the opioid Reddit page so that people will listen to the show. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, That's a good idea. Uh, and then he was like, Actually, no, it seems too triggering, but he, we were like that. That was like the way, like, that was, that was our big idea for him to shoot water into his neck for the Reddit page. Like, he, he you
0: know. was that, he was actually the, the person that, that sent me to the opioid Reddit page. Yeah, that, that yeah. page was fucking bananas, dude. I couldn't believe it. Does it was, Tracy
1: Helton, does she monitor? Is she the, the head of that page? I think she's the head of that page
0: she's a moderator I don't know i don't,
1: I don't know I feel like she like started it
0: I don't know i oh, wow. I didn't
1: realize that but she posted something about that recently and I was like holy shit I don't it's, know
0: it's just, the other fascinating one is uh obscure drugs and it's just there's there's a whole culture uh subculture of obscure drug collectors and they just get like you know the They'll find old laudanum bottles, or the or the they'll get old opium powder that like still has shit in it from like the 1800s, and just like the most obscure chemicals and drugs from all across time and different countries and stuff. It's super fascinating.
1: Well, I love that. I mean, do you think that there's laudanum anywhere at this point?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, you can make it, so I'm sure.
1: Okay, here's my... Here, I'm going to go down a list. You, so you're saying somebody has law in them. Do you think anybody... Do you think there's an opium den anywhere? Like yes. with guys lying on the floor with the long pipes and that kind of stuff happening? Yeah, I'm sh- there's got to be. Where, where? Where?
0: Huh? The In China? In China? No, hell no, bro. So you, where?
1: Hong um, Kong? Hmm. San Francisco? Like, where's an
0: opium den? Uh... I would say, I'm Googling. I would say, um, oh, God, what what are those countries called? Like the the Philippines and shit. No, Thailand, Laos. Thailand, maybe. Thailand.
1: Vietnam. You can probably find an opium den in Vietnam. You think you still?
0: Yeah. But I know a lot of those countries are super, oh, someone says Pakistan. I know a lot of those, oh, yep, and Laos. Um, I know a lot of those countries are super like China especially, um, are super draconian about their drug laws and like right. beat you with sticks and like if you get caught with what meat. about
1: what about uh what's that stuff?
0: Um
1: in, uh, quaaludes. Do you think South, there's uh, any
0: quaaludes anywhere? South Africa is the last bastion of quaaludes. Really? Yeah, they still make them there. Uh, there's no a hu- way. Yeah, there's a huge underground quaalude market in South Africa, and they all smoke them. That's crazy. I never yeah. heard that before. Quaaludes and caffeine.
1: That's fascinating. Yeah. Some weird, some weird version of a speedball. Yeah. Quaaludes and caffeine. That's,
0: I- that's one. You know the the only the only two drugs. Um, well, I mean, of course, besides obscure ones that I never got to experience were quaaludes and mescaline
1: i never did mescaline we did i did quaaludes i, I had a run of quaaludes oh, like well, well, they,
0: what? what was it like
1: i don't know i don't remember i was all fucked that, up I, it like, no it was like <laughs> I, I don't remember. I, remember I blacked out it was like i remember it being kind of like similar to benzos but like it, it was more fun it was yeah. great they, i think they called them lemons and yeah. we would get them every night and like and I and I would get fucked up you know and it was somewhere between heroin and benzos you're out but you feel good and and like and they're called lemons which is fun and they were relatively cheap you know what A- I mean like, apparently
0: uh apparently xenon gas is also like the most purely euphoric like i watch a Hamilton's pharmacopoeia episode on it and he called it like mm. the most he, purely hedonistic euphoric thing he's ever done wow. and it's it's legal but it's like fifteen hundred dollars for like a cubic like for a minuscule it's like ridiculously expensive
1: xenon gas wow yeah. i never even heard of that i never did uh i never did pcp I never did, did that.
0: I did PCP once and I got lost in my hometown and, and tried to, <laughs> and, and nobody uh, like literally I, I've been living in this city for five years. And I, I tried to drive around, pulled into a gas station and called my friend and I, he was like, where are you? And I'm like, dude, I, I don't know. Like here I'm at this gas station. How do I get home? And he was like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, what do you do? You like are go, home,
1: right? you are, yeah. I was like, I just you gotta come get me, man. You gotta come get me. It's serious Wizard of Oz, shenanigans. Yeah. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Um, I uh I don't know, it's funny because the further I get away from using, it's like when I was using it seemed like I did a ton of drugs and like it seemed like an endless thing and whatever. And as I get further away from it, it's like Maybe, you know what I mean? Like the the, the puddle shrinking up as my life gets bigger. You know, what oh, you yeah. Mean? It's funny yeah. because because Do- dopey is so like it's entrenched in that place. Me and Chris ran out of stories. You know, like episode ninety nine or something. You know, or, or even before that, we ran out of stories. So it's like, I, and I, I you know hundreds of episodes in, and like my, it's not like I'm gonna come up with more drug stories because I'm not.
0: Oh, well, well, here, this is actually what I wanted to tell you also. Um, When you're talking about, I don't, trying to write a memoir and saying you don't remember, what I have found is when I'm writing it, I'm, it's it's kind of an interesting phenomenon. Like, I'm like, oh shit. Oh yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. And I'm remembering it. Because my idea, and this is how, because I I didn't really know any other way to frame it, but I am going to, devote each chapter to um a separate drug in my experience with that drug
1: i think that's a cool idea
0: yeah and it's how i'm remembering it because i basically like i would have especially like when i started experimenting in high school like i would find a drug and have a honeymoon period with it where i would just only do it until like i burn my life to the ground and then i'd find the next one and do that and burn my life to the ground
1: i think that sounds like a cool idea yeah, it's, it's
0: different.
1: I think like I'm finding that when I write, sometimes it triggers memories that I forgot I had, which is fun. You know what I mean? Or you might remember a different part of a story. You know, which is uh, which is great. You know what I mean? Like I I remember when uh, you know, I had just I mean it was one of the first time it's like and I just gotten off of a huge amount of methadone and I moved from California to Vermont and I remember I went to visit my parents and uh you know my, as far as I was concerned my life was ruined at that point my mom was dying and I thought my life was ruined and I and I I said the only thing I wish they could invent is like a VCR that could play your memories so you could see them and you can remember. And I, I remember how much I longed to see everything that I had done at that point when I was just so miserable, you know what I mean? And that was like, the, and like, that was just at the end of like the worst run. I was like, I wish I could see everything that happened. And, um, it's just an interesting thought, you know what I mean? Like, well,
0: it, it is. And, and, and it, it even, even more so just, uh, time in general and like how cuz i always used to i well used to i still do i struggle with this thing where i every good thing will end and it's like i don't maybe i really need to dive into mindfulness and meditation because i find myself it's it's like even in experiences where i'm having just a great time i I will step back in that moment and, and have the thought of like, how do I how do I remember this? How do I encapsulate this? Because it's just like this feeling's gonna go away and, and it just it makes me enjoy it less. And then that's on, interesting. Yeah, And then on top of that, we have we have cell phones and they've done studies that basically, Especially if you're like, um, so your brain understands that you have a phone, especially if you're video recording or taking pictures, your brain understands that that image is going to be stored on your phone. Therefore, we don't need to waste the space storing it up here. So it it literally like recognizes your phone as um, a storage unit. And so you'll, like if you go to a concert and film it you will remember it less vividly than if you just watched it i think that's that's
1: sad and it's scary and it's like i've been doing this thing like there's this guy that i'm friends with and he was uh he started doing this thing that he called bullet journaling but i talked to him after that he said it's not really bullet journaling but he does this thing and i've been doing it i've been doing it uh I don't know, for like three weeks, where at the end of every day, I have a book, right? And I write down seven things I did, seven things I saw, something I heard, and I doodle something I I saw. Now, I've already stopped doodling something I saw, and I stopped writing down something I heard. So now I just write down seven things I did and seven things I saw. And I swear to God, you'd think that's easy i don't remember what the fuck i saw or did during the day that you did it so it's like when you're talking about trying to like how do i remember this like i think that's great you know my brain is like so washed out with stuff and i and and so when i do the exercise at the end of the day and i write in my book i think about the shit i looked at on my phone as though it was my life you know what i mean
0: oh god you know like
1: it's like oh, I remember that Instagram picture I saw this afternoon. It's like it's fucked up. You know what I mean? It's yeah.
0: Like, well, it's so. it's it's a it's a time thief. It's, I mean, because that's that's the thing too. It's like you remember how, how different time felt when you were using. Do you do you kind of like remember that or, or even like time in a treatment center or time in um like i don't know like the day your daughter was born for instance
1: well the day my the day my first yeah the day my first daughter was born i was out i think i was out copping xanax
0: i remember uh, that
1: in the winter time and and the day my second daughter was born um I mean, the day my first daughter was born, we didn't know that she wasn't due. She, she came like weeks ago and, um, and, and they, she, she was upside down in, in Linda's stomach. So they tried to turn her around and then they had to do an emergency C-section because Nora went into stress uh, in the womb. And my second daughter, like she came early too. But like what I remember about. See, that's more like modern time what I remember about pastime is that it seemed like everything took forever. You know what I mean? Like, like a day yeah. took forever. And, and now, but I mean, like I wasn't cramming so much into a day. Like I was like, how many episodes of lost can I watch? How many ice cream sandwiches can I eat? How a many lot. cigarettes can I smoke? You know what I yeah. mean? Like
0: that time was dragged. a different.
1: Yeah. Cause I had nothing to do except like get high. And, and then like, you know fear well, withdrawal and you know whatever
0: I, well, I i remember like my even like jail and treatment centers are, are also a good example of that too because like when you're there it seems like it is forever and then the day you get out it's like it was nothing it's just the our ex and jordan peterson said an interesting thing on the joe rogan pods podcast about how good conversation with someone transcends space and time and you kind of forget uh, he was basically talking about how a lot of people apparently go through their lives like on, during the week for example if they don't have friends or co-workers like think about how many meaningful conversations you have during a week and the people that don't have many it it like shrinks your your world and your consciousness and then how alive how different even like this even this past hour like my 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 day completely changed my life experience completely changed like from this like this I'm engaged in this conversation I'm not anywhere else. Y- y- you kind of get what I'm. What? I'm yeah, you're present. Smoking. You're present. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's. it's
1: well, that's and, and, like a ma- that's magical. I think that that's like, and that's what we want in every situation. And it's like the question is, how do you cultivate that? How do you? T- I mean, I think mindfulness, like what you're talking about before, is like that's the beginning. You know what I mean? You find a way to recognize something like that, and then. And then you try to like, you know, Zen yourself into it, like where you're not thinking about anything and you're just engaged in the action, the activity, the, 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 whatever it is. And it can be this, it can be, it can be writing, it could be drawing, it could be, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you can do. I mean, And that's all we want is a way out of, you know, the hell that is our brain or our body and and to be gone that sublimation of being gone without being being so engaged that you don't have time to be anxious or worry or hate yourself or be miserable like that's that's and like that's what we should be like practicing for so that we get more of it you know i think that's a great point and i agree you know i totally agree
0: yeah it's so funny, too, when your internet kind of goes out, you just sound exactly like I think you would sound on Xanax, where you're just kind of slurring for a second.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's oh hilarious God. to me.
0: Um, oh, yeah, man. Good
1: talk, as always. Yeah, we never we never disappoint.
0: I, I know. I, I, I appreciate you, Judd. Yeah, um, I, I love you, buddy.
1: I love you, too, man. Fucking uh, be in touch.
0: The yeah. Fuck? What do I you will. do?
1: What do you you should do a daily reflection with us on Thursday.
0: OK. What time do you do or, that?
1: I don't know. We do it most of the day.
0: OK, well, let me uh, hold on. Let me wrap this up. Send me an email at church and other drugs at gmail.com patreon.com slash church and other drugs and storefrontier.com slash church and other drugs and check out Dave on Dopey everywhere
2: you just and I never believed that I would concede and get myself blown asunder you struck me along I thought I was strong but now you have pushed me under I've opened my eyes and carried the lies and now it is pure to me You are just a user and an abuser and everything an f- I'm playing you at your own game I'm cutting you out, a shadow of doubt is gonna hang over your name I've opened my eyes, I see your disguise I will never see you the same I know how to win before you begin I'll shoot you before you take aim Now I'm coming back, a counterattack, a psychological war I'm cutting you in, I'm under your skin Now I'm gonna settle the score I've opened my eyes, I see your disguise I will never see you the same you do to win before you begin, I'll shoot you before you take a...